Okay, so this is the part where I record a cold intro to kind of introduce what the episode's about. And it really helps if you don't do hand signals and actually say something. Oh, okay. Oh, my food's ready. Fuck that. It's like it's like an R-rated movie. I can curse one time. Oh. You, yeah, I think you gotta speak up for it to hear you. Try speaking up. Hey, what's going on? That works. All right, we'll take okay. it. So I got James today. Uh, we're gonna uh, speak with him, and he's gonna talk about his fitness journey. Let's try this out. This is anyone can attain fitness. And yes, you, you can attain fitness. And that's my intro. This is taking a while to drop. I thought this would drop a little bit faster. Oh, there we go, back. All right, well, that's the that's it, that's the intro. Let's listen to the episode. All right, so, James. Yes, that is me. That is you, tell us a little bit, whatever you feel comfortable sharing with general public people. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm retired military. I was in the military 17 years. I was medically retired in 2021, which is part of the reason why I ended up having to go down this fitness path. I had a lot of surgeries. Um, my body became dormant for about a two, three year period. Uh, my 2020 actually started in 2019 when I had my first surgery. And just throughout that time, I ended up having multiple surgeries that for back of a little better word, turned me into a disgusting fat body. So, but like I said, I've always been a physical guy. I played sports all through high school, junior high. After, when I was in the military, I always did like boxing as an extra sport. I always lifted weights. I was always running. I always did something. But like I said, once you have something major like that happen, you know, sometimes you just can't control what happens to you. But you can control how you react to what happens to you. Right. You kind of covered it, but just give us a little bit more context here. So what led into this next step of your fitness journey? Well, like the biggest thing was I was dormant for so long and just starting to move again, doing some light calisthenics and working. I actually did start losing weight, but as you always do, I did hit a wall and then I found out I was getting medically retired. So on that, I wanted to get back into the things I used to do, but I needed to find different ways of doing it. So that's how I met Antonio. He was my personal trainer when I first got back into it because I knew how to lift weights but it's been so long since I lift weights I wanted to make sure I was doing the big exercises the right way so if there was a bad habit I could cut it out and because I had a bad back a bad neck and a bad shoulder from these different surgeries it's still I figured it was a good way to figure out the right way of doing it and that was really it I just didn't want to be fat anymore I was no longer in the military I had to set a good example for myself or my son, or my family. Um, I work at an elementary school, and with a lack of a lot of father figures for a lot of kids, I think having a strong male role model, physically fit and mentally strong, was good for them to see. See, that's not fair, because a lot of people are getting fit for themselves, and you found a way to get fit for other people. A lot of people... I mean, I, 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 it's not that I don't think it's fair. I think it's, I think it's cool. But you found the right way to twist it. Yeah, right. Well, like I said, like I said, because one thing in the military I always taught was volunteering, giving back to the community, and like I said, with my retirement pay that comes in and my things I get because of my disabilities, I don't have to work. I choose to work, so I do a job where I can maximize. My, I'm a single father, so I maximize my time with my son. The best way to do that is to work out of school. It has similar hours to him being an elementary school kid. So I started working at the elementary school and. Like I said, as I got more in shape and as I became 
a better person by going to school and other things that I'm doing. I just felt that I also need to be the best shape I can be for those kids as well, who a lot of them either have a lack of a father figure, don't have a father figure, or parents are just trash. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, there are those. Yeah, like there's... Um, there's probably some people that should not have children that have children, unfortunately. And try try this, not to get political, but yeah, yeah they, not they, some people to. do suck. Yeah. I can say it. Yeah, people I suck. Mean, some people, people suck. suck. I mean, and any teachers that are listening, they're probably not. They're going, yeah, parents suck. Yeah, some of them do. It's unfortunate. And, but like I said, we're getting off path. To get back on it, not only make myself healthier, but to be a good example for my son. And to be a good example for my community is what it comes down to because kids are watching you. Ooh, you got a notification. That wasn't me that time. Oh, uh, well, that person can kick rocks. I think uh, that's an important lesson anyone can really learn from you, though. Man, you got to stop being popular, bro. I'm sorry. Bad timing, I, bad look, timing. When you do like I did, a lot of people want to talk to you all of a sudden. And still, I'm still getting used to it, actually. Yeah. It's really weird being at the gym and, like, random person A walks in. Hey, man, you look really good from when I saw you this last time, like... Are you complimenting me or hitting on me? Because both of them feel weird. I was going to say that the, I think an important lesson anyone can learn from what you just kind of described is, I mean, yeah, you definitely want to do it for yourself, mm. but it helps to make sure that it's not just about, like, I want to look better. Yeah, like I said, everyone right. I feel should has the right to look better. I don't, you know, society the way it is now, a lot of shaming comes in when you're trying to make yourself look better. And I don't know, it might be because I have an older mentality. I'm a Gen Xer, you know, I'm 38. And maybe because when we grew up, Arnold Schwarzenegger was popular, Sylvester Stallone was ripped and cut, Jaw Clown Van Dan, you had all these strong action figures. And I think with people pulling away from that, even though you still have a couple like Dwayne Johnson, you know, who are still bodybuilders and into it, society's kind of gotten away from that. And a lot of people now look at bodybuilding as it's like a toxic masculinity thing, which in my opinion, toxic masculinity is not real. I hate no. hearing I hate hearing that say. It's just someone who wasn't raised right, and that's the problem. It's yeah. Not, it, stop trying to group all men together or all women together in something stupid. Yeah. So, and people try to shame you, I feel, as you're making these great gains, and that's why a lot of people also stop. So you can't just listen to society, you got to listen to yourself. Yeah. You found a way to make it about, like you said, your son, and maybe yeah. like showing other people be a good influence yeah. on others, right? It's all exactly. it is, just, just finding something that motivates you, not just... For yourself, not just a selfish motivator, yeah. right? That an, an intrinsic motivation can't just be about self always. Yeah. It's going to help a lot. All right. While you're drinking your coffee. Which oh. is very, very good, by the way. You're welcome. Your fitness journey, like what were your biggest obstacles? Well, like I said, just figuring out what to do to get started. Like I said, I had four major surgeries, started going back to 2019, then COVID hit, air quotes, the word pandemic, and... You know, then I right after everything started clearing up, I ended up having a shoulder and bicep two in one surgery, so that was super fun. So just figuring out what I can do that doesn't hurt, I felt like that was the biggest start. And like everyone does, as you're working out, even if you're dieting, you get you hit walls. So I lost about another thirty pounds, and over the summer of 2022, and I hit a wall. So what I did was talk to another guy at the gym named Will, and I talked to Antonio, and started learning about how to count my macros. And once I started counting my macros, that's when the weight started really melting off and the muscle really started defining because I finally was fueling my body properly. And I think figuring out how to work macros, figuring out what I could do um, was the two, two of the three biggest obstacles I found. 
and, you know, and then, you know, finding those extra supplements that help you work out like a fat burner or a metabolizer or something that you don't overdo it with to give you that little extra edge on the day you're tired or something like that. Um, and then the third biggest obstacle, which as you remember at the beginning of the summer, I had surgery to have a, my skin, I lost a lot of weight and I had a lot of loose skin around my midsection. So I had that removed at the beginning of the summer. They removed about three pounds of loose skin. So that made an exempt difference right there, just how I look. And that really built my confidence. Even though I'm still kind of in the healing process, I was still able to stay committed to doing what I could in the gym. And this last week was the first week I was able to do compound lifts again. And I started doing my light endurance training that I was doing before the surgery. And I'm actually looking very forward to around Thanksgiving, Christmas time frame, doing my first bulking season that I haven't done in forever. So I'm looking forward to squatting and deadlifting and doing power cleans and benching heavy for the first time in a very long time to see what happens. Yeah. So a lot of curiosity there. Um, but I think those are my three biggest obstacles, other than the juggling school and parenting and all that stuff. But those are like, that's everybody's who's working out. Well, that's part of your obstacles, I mean, that's too. part of your obstacles. But I mean, that, that's not different from some people, you know, like figuring out what I can do, why I can do it how to eat. And like some people, you know, they don't have those problems, but I feel a large percentage of people, especially when you start getting in that late twenties to late thirties range plus 40 plus, and you have multiple kids and that's just becomes an everyday obstacle for the average person. So I try not to look at those because I'm not the only person trying to go to college. I'm not the only person who has a kid, you know what I mean? So well, you but, have to consider, cause you're, I don't want you to shortchange yourself. Yeah, I understand to, that. You have to consider, like, you're, you're a success, and the reason we're doing this little interview here is so people know, like, yeah, every single obstacle that you have, maybe not the kids, maybe not the college, right? But you're, you're kind of like an everyman. Yeah. I feel like this is a great interview for that. You're the everyman. You're facing a lot of different obstacles that a lot of people face, and you succeeded. Yes. You know, and you're, st and you're still on your journey, of course, right? It, it's not something that just, okay, I'm here, I'm done. Yeah, we're, like I said, we're at a good midway point, I feel like. Yeah. A good percentage of the fat is gone. Now I'm kind of at a point where I can start cutting and toning where people can actually see it. Um, I think it was last Friday, I came to the gym, we did the body fat check. I was 19% body fat at 192. That's a big change from being almost 260 at 36% body fat. Well, I think when I saw you, I was at 235 at 36% body fat. I don't know what I was when I first started because, you know, military does that taping body fat, and that's so inaccurate. Yeah, um, yeah. I had a body fat percentage check, but it was so off that I don't even consider it a body fat check. Yeah. Because, you know. But when I did a real one with you the first time, I was at 36, around 235-ish, and now I'm down to 192, and I'm 19% body fat. You know, stomach's flat. I don't have abs yet, but trying to get to that point where I could possibly have them sooner rather than later. Yeah. Right. It's always good to have that lower body fat percentage. You know, whether whether or not you yeah. lose weight, if your body fat percentage stays the same, well, you did yourself no good, right? So you, yeah. you, your body fat percentage going down as you're losing weight is definitely a good thing. Yeah, because it That's shows awesome. you're gaining muscle. And like I said, it's nice to like get to a point, because I still got a couple more percentages to go before I have, even have that chance of seeing it. But, and with the stomach still healing, I can't exactly hit my abs really hard right now. But I'm getting to that point where like, you see me lightly doing it, getting it used to it again. Mm -hmm. And just slowly getting back on that. I'm still kind of in that weird window where I can't be going 100%, but I can do a lot more than what I was doing this time last month. Yeah. So. And you, lo you lost an off weight where you, it warranted 
yeah. skin removal, which is yeah. also mm-hmm. really good. Now, you talked about your macros and how that helped you out, mm-hmm. right? So kind of veering onto that for a little bit, like everyone has a challenge eating. Yes. Right? Whether it's trying to gain weight, trying to lose weight, right? Either way, people tend to have this difficulty. So talk a little bit about maybe like when you learn about macros, like what did you apply and what did you do? actual things that you did to change your habits well like i said when you're eating healthy you need to eat what you like a lot of people make this big mistake and i'm not trying to generalize anybody but like i'm never going to eat kale i don't like the taste of it looks disgusting not going to touch it so figuring out my macros and then figuring out what food i like that will go with those macros for the fats the carbs and the proteins and then building a meal plan around that through making small snacks throughout the day, meal prepping for my lunch and dinners, eating carbs at the right time of day. You know, eating carbs first thing in the morning is better for you than eating late at night because you're more likely to store them. But the earlier you eat them, the more likely you are to use them. And like throughout the day, try and eat things like nuts and fruit and good fruits like blueberries, strawberries, oranges, bananas, um, having kiwi every now and then. Those things that will help you get those carb intakes, but they're good carbs that also have the good sugars. And a lot of it, unless I'm on a road trip, I don't even drink a soda. You know what I mean? Like, the only amount of caffeine I have is maybe one or two cups of coffee a day. I drink a lot of water now. Like, if I'm really dehydrated, I might have a sports drink of some sort, you know. But I really don't even drink alcohol anymore. So, I mean, I'll have a beer here and there, a shot of whiskey here or there, some wine here or there. But, comma... Just figuring out what A, you like to eat, depending on what your weight is and what you're trying to do, build muscle, cut, your carb, your fat, and your protein intake. And I've always felt for me, the carb and the protein, watching those ones the closest gave me the best results. Now, everybody's a little different, so mm-hmm. absolutely. who knows? You know, you could have more fats than I am and get better results. You could eat more carbs than I can and get better results. And also tracking what you're eating. I like there's several apps where you can count your calories and your macros. And by using that, that helps tremendously also because you can start figuring out what foods you can have to maximize what you're eating throughout the day, throughout the week, and even throughout the months because they'll save what you're eating. And instead of like constantly writing it and typing it in, oh, I had grilled chicken thigh, no skin, with some mixed vegetables and a piece of garlic bread. Yeah. Use it again later. Uh, I had blueberries, strawberries, oranges, and cashews for snacks this day oh i had cashews again there it is and it keeps building that macro so it's easier to follow so also by using apps and just getting in the habit of putting in everything i eat and drink help me follow my macros i'm more concerned about my macros in my card but also or my calories i mean but still trying to stay in a certain calorie bank the calorie range yeah, yeah. so as so you for you right you're mm-hmm. telling you how you use your macros and how you track your macros do you track your food now yeah, I still track my food. Actually, I did it this. I've been doing it all week. Um, How long have you been tracking it now? Hard, probably since my first surgery in 2019. But like I said, I had coffee this morning. I just had some coffee now. I had a glass of milk with my protein shake. I had two pieces of toast with peanut butter for breakfast. I had a chicken. I was on the run this morning, so. So you, got, you've been tracking your food yeah. since, since before you and so, I started working together, but then yeah, you didn't but, really get into your macros. Yeah, so. I didn't understand the macro thing. I was only counting my calories, but when I uh, started actually counting my calories, I can now even look into my nutrition. I can see what I got going on. I said, that's just what I've had so far today. And my carbs are a little high right now, but like I said, I, I had to grab a sandwich because I was adulting all day. 
So sometimes that way you also have that little bit of leeway. You don't have to be perfect every day, but you should have an idea of what you can have. So when you're like a normal day where you're just working or a Saturday where you're kind of just hanging out and you're not running errands all day, it's still easy to stay within those macros. But every now and then when you have to adult and do those adult things. Those adult things. I yeah. like that you, you mentioned it's like you can't always be perfect, but you try. Yeah. You're always and trying. Just, and that way you still can like stay in the calorie bank, but your carbs might go a little high this day because you had to go have a chicken sandwich and they didn't have a grilled option, so you got that lightly breaded whatever. Yeah. Or comma, you know, you want the tropical smoothie and you forgot to say Splenda only and you got that giant sugary smoothie by accident. I don't want to necessarily oversell it. But I don't want to undersell it either. You also kind of took it to the next level a little bit. You're like, okay, now not only am I tracking my macros, I'm actually timing them, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I'm gonna need them in the morning because you work out usually in yeah, the morning. Yeah, I work anyway. out first thing in the morning. You need your energy then, right? That's when yeah. your carbs are best. That's yes. what you're gonna have when you're gonna be doing stuff. And then of course you have the rest of your day. So why not have your carbs at the daytime? Um, what do you do as far as your protein intake? Ooh, more food. Hold on, hold on. Just some context. I am cooking food at my house. Anyway. If you uh, couldn't tell by the two times we the, got interrupted the two times by, a, we talked by a timer. About yes, um, yes. Speaking of food, anyway, so um, when it comes to the protein, I know it's not, it used to be a rule, but it's really not a rule when I've done some research, because I'm also working on my personal trainer stuff as well, Yeah. just to make myself a better person, if anything. I try, I have my protein throughout the day, and I try to have some type of protein within 30 minutes of working out, hard-boiled eggs, protein shake with some peanut butter. I eat a lot of chicken and a lot of steak, lean steaks, not like... 85, like in the 93% range when you're eating beef. I'm not really a big fish eater, but I do have mahi-mahi every now and then or some shrimp or something that tastes good for the most part. Um, so, Again, it's about taste. Yeah, it's about taste. Like I said, you got eating healthy is great, but it's got to be stuff you like and the way you like it. You know, what's good for me, I've had people tell me, your food looks disgusting. I was like, okay, well, I like it, and that's all that really matters. Or like I don't use... I use a lot of garlic and pepper because that's what I like. Yeah. And I've had exes and friends say, like, how do you eat like that? It's so boring. I was like, well, it's not boring to me. I just dip in some barbecue sauce, did some sugar-free barbecue sauce, and call it a day. And yeah. it's good for me. I'm getting results. How's uh, your weight doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're oh, insulting sorry. my cooking, but I'm eating extremely healthy for me. Anyways, it works for me. And I try to spread my protein out throughout the day so I stay fuller longer. And I try to stay away from those carby snacks in the evenings and stuff because even if you're eating fruit, you're eating it at 8, 9 o'clock at night, unless you're eating something that's going to help you fall asleep like a banana with the potassium, you really shouldn't be having your carbs later in the day because then it just becomes sugar and that's how you put weight on it, eating high carby things in the evening. How late in the day is your last meal? It, it varies on the adulting. To be honest, mm-hmm. I try to eat no later than seven. Like that's like worst case scenario on average, probably between five and five thirty. Okay. So. Um, and what time are you going to bed? Once again, that also depends if I have my, what's going on with my kid and everything. But I try to be in bed by ten. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes my head hits the pillow, and it's like, let's try to figure out world hunger. Yeah, but prop. Not saying proper sleep, but trying to get at least six hours of sleep. I know these doctors say eight, but let's be real. Yeah. I'm in bed at 10, and I'm waking up at four to go to the gym because nobody goes to the gym at five in the morning. Hint, hint, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For those of you who are like, I can't go to the gym, it's too crowded. 
I had that problem too, and I was going to school, and it was too much in the evenings. Like, well, I still wake up fairly early. Why not just add an extra 30 minutes to my wake-up time and go, just go to the gym in the morning? Yep. And have a light breakfast with some car- light carby breakfast, some toast and peanut butter, some hard-boiled eggs after I work out, protein shake right after I work out, call it a morning. And it's a good way to get your stress as low as possible before you start stressing out throughout the day. Yeah. So if you need to do something in the afternoon, once you have some downtime, then you can do something else to relax. Yeah. So you, you identified a bunch of your obstacles and you're, like, you're tackling them as you're going through this journey, yeah. right? You're describing how you're doing that, right? You just need to go when there's less people, but that could be 5 a.m. There's a 5 a.m. crew. Yeah. So that that might not, right? I'm with the meatheads at 5 in the morning. Yeah, they're, they're meatheads and the, you might not like that either. Right, so maybe it's like, oh, maybe I gotta come in around maybe one o'clock when there's usually nobody there either. Yeah. Right, one of those. But when can you make it too? Right. Yeah, like I said, because some people gotta be to work at six in the morning. So getting up, like people are like, oh, well, I get up early to go to work. Okay, well, this guy also has to pay his bills. So you gotta find that happy medium. It's like I, I'm not just gonna tell somebody get up early or go to the gym. That's what works for me because I'm going to school in the afternoons or I'm working on my personal trainer stuff in the afternoons. Or my kid has something going on Thursday afternoon. So it was just easier for me because I was in the military for almost 20 years. I'm already naturally waking up at 5, between 5 and 6. Why not just set an alarm for 4.30, get up at 4.30, do your thing. I don't have to be to work till 8 o'clock. My gym is literally 10 minutes from where I work. So I can get there at 6, 6.30, still work out for over an hour, take a quick shower, get to work with plenty of time to get ready for the day. For me, that works. It may not work for everybody, everybody else. else. And like I said, and there's sometimes I still work out in the evening because if you wake up with, I woke up with a headache because I have allergies, take some aspirin, lay back down, just go that afternoon after I do everything I have to do. You've seen me do it. And it's a, some of it's just overcoming and adapting. Like on average, I go in the morning, but my kids has to be at school for something early Friday morning. She's... Um, I obviously can't go to the gym that morning, so I get someone to watch him, and I go that afternoon. And also, pro tip, nobody goes to the gym on Friday evenings, I've noticed, so that is the best time to work legs. There you go. Like I said, if you... Find find ways to get it in, but would you say, right, let me ask you more more about an opinion thing. Mm -hmm. If you just don't like that type of environment, do you think you can still achieve what you've achieved with... At home workouts? Well, because of the exercises I enjoy doing, like I've shown this to you, my um, my community has a small personal gym next to our pool that has a very small weight room that probably below a Planet Fitness, but like above a hotel gym. So I think at home workouts are good, in my opinion, for people that like are just getting used to working out and they're in that stage where they're no longer wanting to be dormant in the first couple months of their fitness journey getting used to working out again, and, but f- my opinion is I feel like you can do more at a gym of some sort, because you have more options, no unless option. you're going to be one of those guys who make their gym into their own little, their garage is their own little gym, power to you, glad you got the money, I would love to have an old building I could dedicate to a gym that I like for equipment I like as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I guess... With your level of discipline, I think you could have gotten in shape if you didn't even have... Like, if you just had calisthenics and nothing else. And it was that's some, so boring. Ah, for me, that's boring. That's part of it for me. Is like I And I'm not really a social butterfly, but I am. Like, I consider the gym my adult time because 
I work in elementary school all day. I'm a single dad. You know, you can only adult so much when you have, you can only have adult conversations so much when you got an eight-year-old around you all day. Yeah. So it's either other parents or you're just you and the kid. So it's like, when I go to the gym, that's my gym time. That's my adult time also. So for me, it's a social aspect. So I don't have to like, on my days off, make myself go somewhere to be social. I have my gym bros and the gym girls that I talk to. And we have that understanding. We spot each other. We talk about our problems. It's Because for me, like, we talk whenever we have issues, like when your kid was sick or when my kid was sick or like something personal is going on. And we just, it's a little bit of therapy to go along with making your body because weight training is a therapeutic thing for a lot of people as well, me included. I think, yeah, I, was, I am disciplined, but I think if I was just doing calisthenics all day at home, I would be bored out of my mind and I probably wouldn't stick to it. Because okay. that's just me. I, I like the social aspect of going to the gym, like some old military friends of mine who retired down here or there. So yeah. I talk to them when I see them. Or people like my last tour of duty was here in Jacksonville where we're at, and I worked out of both bases. So a lot of people recognize me, so I talk to them, and they're who remember me going through those surgeries. Like, holy crap, what happened to you? You look like you did when you were a bomb tech. So yeah. it's like, what happened? And I just explained to them. Yeah, I'm doing this to A, B, C, D. Nice. That makes sense. That'd be nice. No, that's great. Yeah, so definitely finding what works for you made the biggest impact. Yeah. That's awesome, brother. What are your favorite exercises? Deadlift, squats, the big three, push-ups, pull-ups, um, bench press, you know, the, the, the kings of the weight room overall. Uh, like any guy, I think I enjoy working arms, so arm curls, push-downs, things of that nature. But my three... Well, my four favorite is the big four, cleans, deadlift, bench, squat, and like I said earlier, I'm excited to be able to powerlift again and do some strength training and see what how much size I can put on during international bulk phase of Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because, let's be real, it's really hard to cut around the holidays. Yes. And anyone that can, power to you, I just know I can't, so I just try to maintain or build muscle mass, um, but... Yeah, those are probably my four top exercises and pull-ups. And like doing them because I wasn't supposed to be able to do them again. How much cardio did you do? Very little, actually. I may do like 10 to 20 minutes of high incline walking. And I may do some calisthenics at the end to keep my heart rate up or get my heart rate back up before I finish my exercises. I don't do a lot of cardio. I mean, I think that's a myth where you have to do cardio to lose weight. A lot of it is just being disciplined, staying on a routine. And a lot of my... Weightlifting is technically cardio with the you know, some of the reps you see me do because you know I'll do century sets which is like up to a hundred or three sets of thirty and two sets of twenty or monster sets and stuff of like three four exercises where it's twenty reps per exercise you know what I mean like close grip wide grip reverse and then uh, shoulder arm shrugs to work on different muscles. So the way I lift is technically cardio because I've been doing a high-intensity endurance lifting style workout. So I don't really do a lot of cardio right now. Straight, actual, traditional cardio, maybe 10 minutes at the end of my workout. Okay, great. So yeah, it's not, cardio will burn more calories yes. than weightlifting will. But yeah, if you combine it the way you do, mm -hmm. where you don't give yourself a lot of rest, you keep going. Yeah, like Century sets, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't, I've done those. I hate well, Also, though, I'm not doing a lot of weight. What I do is I start at something I know I can get between 30 and 40 Oh, yeah, pounds, of course. I'm not going to try to And then I drop the weight down until I get to 100. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm putting 200 pounds and doing pushdowns. You know what I mean? I'm starting at like 80 pounds and then I get it 30 times and then I drop down to 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, whatever until I hit 100 and just burning the muscle out. And that's why I am burning muscle. You don't have to lift heavy to get big. You don't have to lift heavy to gain muscle. You just need to do the exercise right in a volume that's going to allow your muscles to get tired, break down muscle fibers to rebuild. And doing the exercise right, you know. I'd rather have quality, light lifts, do it more, than look cool repping out 315 twice. You know what I mean? Just, now, if you can do it right and you can do it the right way, that's awesome. Proud of you. Yeah. That would be something I hope to get back to one day, too. But, comma, I am happy squatting 225, breaking below parallel slow, getting it 10 times versus squatting 405 twice and not breaking parallel and almost dropping the bar and, you know, having it up on your neck where it's not in the right spot. So it's like proper, like they always say, proper form throughout certain lifts will give you the best results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Length, right? Yeah. So you're, you're of course... Muscle building is kind of like your the route you're going for losing weight, right? Because mm-hmm. of course, the more muscle you build, the higher your base metabolic rate. Yeah, but I'm also but because of the high repetition for a lot of my exercises, it's getting my heart rate up. So I'm doing like cardio, but you know, yes, your muscles get sore, they rebuild, mm-hmm. and that recovery process probably is helping too. Yes. Absolutely, great. Okay, so yeah, we're on the same page. It's not the only way to, to yeah. get. To, to lose weight necessarily. But with my injuries and my past, that's what I felt was the best thing for me to do because, you know, bad lower back, I can't go run three miles like I used to, or bad knee. Oh, you know, you got to figure out not only getting committed to fitness, but what exercises will work for you to improve your overall fitness as a person. So, like I said... In a safe way. In a safe way, of course. So... It may be because of your genetics to be a marathon runner or a sprinter or someone like me who's built like an ox naturally lifting weights get me the best results for me to look my best and to feel my best. So it just all depends on what you're doing, who you're doing it with, where you're at, and also depends what your gym has to offer. And you had a proclivity to lifting weights. You, you had... You like doing it. It's something you knew before. Yeah, like so I said, I, would, I to it. So some more context on that. I used to do competition lifting. So when I say my big, my favorite exercises are power clean squat, deadlift, bench, because when I was younger, I did it for competition. So I would really used to build my workouts around those four exercises. But also now that I'm older and I've had a neck surgery, a face reconstruction, a shoulder bicep surgery, and I've had a disc thrown out of my back that had to get put back in place. Until recently, I didn't feel like I could properly squat. And they didn't have a lot of the cool equipment, like those nice new belts that you can... Yeah. Like, I don't know what they... But they have, like, the metal piece, and you can, like... I think it's called stomach. a lever belt? Lever belt, that's what it is. Like, they didn't have stuff like that when I was doing that. Like, you had the old... You had a weight belt, but it was kind of more so you couldn't get sued. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, but now they actually help your lower back. And, like... I mean, like, knee straps have always been a thing, and, like, the wrist straps have always been a thing, but, like... There's just so much more technology nowadays that you can work around your injuries. Like, I never saw those squat bars that have the handles on it until... The safety bar. Yeah, the safety bar. Yeah, the safety bar is pretty cool. And also getting rid of some of that bro mentality. Like, oh, I'm not going to work on the Smith machine. That's for wimps. 
with my injuries, actually doing the in-kind press and military press on a Smith machine, my shoulder muscles burn out and I don't have the pain that I usually have if I do it the traditional way. So you got to be able to work around your injuries and work around yourself to figure that stuff out. And some of it is just getting rid of that bro mentality or that, you know, muscle mommy mentality of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, oh, hey, well, there's some, muscle mommies. Anyway. Hey, I'm okay with a muscle mommy. I'm not going to lie. But, oh. but that gym, that old gym mentality of don't use that thing. It's not going to give you any results. But if you use it the right way, it will. So, yeah. And that I, was I also have to get around that, too. I have a real Smith machine. Anti-Smith yeah, machine. I mean, but for like no real reason. I mean, I, I do... Well, you know, when I was... I have reasons, but I think you're right. You have to said, do When I was right a power way. lifter, we used to make fun of the Smith machine. Like, that's what the girls use, and that's what the, you know, the people who don't know how to work out use, or people who have horrible forms so they can keep squatting. Now, I'm not saying put 400 pounds on the Smith machine and go do a squat. But you can adjust the Smith machine with an incline bench to do... If you got a bad shoulder to get a different angle that you couldn't get on the incline bench itself, then you can use one of those adjustable flat benches that do a better work where it won't hit you as hard. Yeah, you can definitely use a Smith machine to more advantage. to a hypertrophic stand. Yeah, especially if you're doing things like hip thrusts and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, you, I mean, you could even do squats. It just wouldn't be like, of course, you're not going to learn proper traditionally. Like, you're not no, going to go from gonna the Smith like, machine to... Like, a form of goblin squats or a form of, like, sissy squats or, like, you know. I don't, you probably have a better name for it, but it looked like something a stripper would do in the strip club. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can use the Smith machine to adjust your legs to do different exercises you can't really do safely in the traditional squat rack. So mm -hmm. you can hit your inner thigh and hammies a little bit different than you can just doing a traditional squat or a different type or a Smith squat or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, those are definitely, I think those are great exercises for almost anybody. Yeah. Right. The, the big three. Um, and then including, of course, if you can do a little bit like pull-ups pull and push-ups or calisthenic, you but can, if you can't do, do those, But if you do them right, they do build a lot of muscle. Yeah. Especially the pull-up because yeah. it's hitting so many different things. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you won't necessarily, if you only did those, you might not build a huge, but you're going to look good. If you can do yeah, pull-ups. If you're doing them right, you do, if you do 100 pull-ups a day, you're going to have some nice lats. Like yeah, you're going to look good. You're going to have right. some cutness. You might not, you'll be prison. You'll be, pre <laughs> be prison good looking. <laughs> it might not be good for some people that come out of prison. They'll see you. Hey, I know you. <laughs> wow, that's dark. Moving on from that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and pour myself a cup of coffee so you can go ahead and rant or go off a little bit here. You mentioned your supplements. And oh, I'm kinda, you want to talk about subs? All right. I'm kind of interested, right? Because I, I know I take, I take creatine. Um, sometimes like the, if I know I'm going to have a longer weightlifting session, I'll bring BCAAs, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I like those non-caffeinated pre-workouts cause I'll, I'll just drink coffee for regular stuff. Right. But the non-stim ones to kind of give me a pump cause I want to look like a jerk sometimes. Yeah. Well, right, what do you take? Well, as, you're, as you're getting your coffee, I might as well just start out. I mean, outside of anxiety, depression, and PTSD, my best pre-workout is always just like 12 ounces of coffee with a B12. Like I said, I, I don't do any, I really feel like pre-workout stuff is just a waste of money. If, or really expensive laxative yeah. for some people. I mean, I've never, only thing a pre-workout's ever done for me is make me have to crap. So I've never really taken it. I've taken BCAs in the past. I'm not really taking anything like that right now. Um, it's not really a supplement. It's more of a meal, meal replacement. I think that's a misconception when it comes to like protein, different types of protein on 
I usually try to have at least one scoop of whey protein after my workout and with some skin milk and a, I'm really big on B2 peanut butter because it doesn't have the carb and sugar intake that traditional peanut butter has, yeah. but you get a higher protein intake too. So that 25 grams of protein that I would actually get with my protein, once you add the B2 peanut butter and the skin milk, now it's more like a 35 to 45 calorie or grams of protein, grams of, protein of yeah. natural protein at that. So um, creatine I've used in the past and had really good results when I was doing competition. I'm actually going to try it over the winter when I do my first bulking stage in a long time. I did have my hormones readjusted so I got medical testosterone. The surgeries threw off my hormones and I did, I went through private industries and now the VA actually takes care of it. But I had my testosterone levels recalibrated and that's actually helped a lot with my energy yeah. levels and, and stuff that was as well. a, but that was medically that like, was medically but your t being on a when you're when you're a male your t is supposed to be between six and seven hundred and you get tested and it's between 100 and 200 it can make a big difference in your oh no yeah I, i'm sorry what I, what I meant to say for in context for anybody else that's listening you didn't like go out of your way to be like oh i want to get some some trend and and get all yeah, hyped no, up on no, that stuff. No, 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 not a doctor, at all. A doctor I, do- I went work. to the doctors. I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm tired. This is why. I'd like to get it checked out. You know, and having the hormones tested. Like, hey, your testosterone's low. We're going to adjust that. Had it adjusted. Was on it for like a year. And now I'm off the testosterone. So that's something you shouldn't do long term. You know, never take a supplement or a medical thing long term. You don't have to. And that's coming straight from doctors that have worked with me on these particular issues. Um. But back to the creatine, that's another big, I call it a gateway sup, but it's really only a gateway to gains. Yeah, if yeah. As long as you're using it right. And that's another thing with supplements. You have to use it right. A lot of people will just like keep adding extra scoops of pre-workout and then it gets to the point where your heart's just moving fast and you're still tired because pre-workouts, that's something you can't take every day. Even when I would take pre-workouts, which like I said, B12 and coffee does the job for me at my age. And... Unless you have some hormone deficiency like I was having with my testosterone. And you said you're 38. So if coffee and B12 is is working for you just fine, what does anyone younger than you need? I mean, it also depends on your health. I'm in a lot better shape than a lot of people half my age, even after all the surgeries and everything. Like, let's be real. You you see some of these kids. and, And a lot of young bucks, and I was guilty of it too, would just be like, oh man, you gotta try this no explode. That was the big like pre-workout when I first started when I was in the powerlifting and stuff. And that was the big one. That was the first big one that came out that I can remember. And like I said, for me, it was just a high expensive laxative to be quite honest. Like I think a lot of it is just fads and a lot of just gym. Cause you know, there's gym fads. Let's be real. And with dieting and workouts and way to do workouts, there is a supplement fads. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm working out, so I got to take a pre-workout. Start on your fitness journey first before you start spending extra money. Because like for me, right now, protein, a one-a-day multivitamin, and when I needed it, my testosterone did wonders for me. And like I said, and that's the type of stuff you should talk to a doctor before taking any testosterone supplement. I'm never going to like say, yeah, you need to take tea. No, you need to go talk to your doctor or go to Ageless Mail or go to the... Anderson Clinic or one of those local clinics that specialize in hormones. Yeah, have a professional, have like, professional monitor. Okay. Don't just go to GNC, spend $105 in testosterone because you're tired. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's better to go get it done the right way 
Get like for a, all you know, it might not be that. Yeah, it might not be that. And then you have to have something else looked at. And you could, God forbid, you have some medical condition that you need to start getting looked at. You know what I mean? So, um, and also I have taken some stuff to help me cut. Like I don't, I like using Wilson supplements. They're an online brand. It's where I get like, I like to use a thing called Hellfire and I like to use called CLA and Black Mambo, which are things that are, help me with my metabolism, help me curb my appetite and give me that little extra cutting edge throughout the day. You know, to keep my heart up when I'm kind of just doing light work around the house, doing some basic cleaning or something like that. And it's just something to help, I feel, give me a little bit of edge. And, like, those are the things that really worked for me. And, you, like I said, you all, I wouldn't take a supplement for more than a couple of months. Um, I always take a break from it before I go back on it. And if for whatever reason I've hit a wall, maybe I'll go back on it if I tried adjusting my macros. You're popular. Ah, uh, well, my bad. It's my fault. For me, like I said, just so you pro found protein mm -hmm. with skin milk and protein and peanut butter, B two style peanut butter, powdered peanut butter, worked for me when I was younger using creatine the right way, but only for so long at a time. Because like I said, you should never really take something for more than a couple of months because it loses your body gets used to any extra hormones you put in it. And I got my testosterone checked because I was sluggish, I was tired, and it's like I'm working out, I'm doing all the things that saying I should be having more energy. And I don't believe in pre-workouts. Like I said, I'm 38 years old, and I take B12 and coffee first thing in the morning, and that's more than enough for me to get through my high, and you've seen my high-intense workout, so it's not like a, a scrub workout. It's a very energy-induced workout. Doing Taking supplements the right way, and if you take supplements, do everything else before you get on a supplement. That should always be like a last resort type thing. If you're low on energy, see a doctor, see things. Don't just go spend $150 at your local GNC or your local sub shop to go get some testosterone because you think that might work. No, don't waste your money. Outside of like having a good calcium, calcium if I'm saying that right, protein or a whey protein or some type of protein or even soy protein. If what you're were you trying to say? Calcium? Casein. 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 Okay. I thought you were talking about calcium or something. No, what casein. What kind of calcium, no. protein? No, well, right. there might be one out there. Yeah, I'm sure if we Google it, we'll figure it out. Right, I'm sure we could find calcium, protein. It sounds horrible. But. Yeah, it sounds disgusting. Um, that's another thing. Like, the taste of a protein shake, now, from when I first started working out, they used to taste like chalk, and now they taste like a smoothie. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, oh, you think, they're, you think they're all good now? I have them already. You can try. Okay, cool. Like I said, there's... And I still, and when you're picking a supplement, especially like protein, you need to look at the carb intake and the calorie intake. So like, I like. Yeah, there's different words. So there's like mass gainer. Yeah. You right, which and has protein, but it's, it's purposely meant to make you big. And to be quite honest, if you're eating the right way you re and you're counting your macros, you really won't need a weight gainer unless you're like trying to put some significant weight on like you're too little and you have to, you're trying to get into the military and there's a minimum weight standard and you're not there. I get that. But like. Most people don't need a weight gainer, especially the modern day American. If anything, yeah. so you need something more geared towards your weight. Yeah, Walk. definitely look at what you're taking. Take it at the right times. Like I said, either t take it. To don't curb. try and take a supplement to fix all your problems, right? Yeah, like I said, outside most, of the most only, things can be fixed with proper diet. Yeah, right? like I said, proper diet, and the only things I would really incorporate, especially if you're in the beginning to the first couple years of your work fitness journey, would be. A low-end vitamin, like a one-a-day multivitamin, just to give you those extra supplements you may not be eating throughout the day, out the day, and some type of protein. 
a whey protein, a soy protein. And like you said, it's more of a meal supplement or a placement. Yeah, it's not really a supplement. Yeah, and I think that's really a big misconception in the fitness community is yeah. protein's not really a supplement. It's a meal replacement for when you're on the go and like you went and worked out for an hour to two hours and you don't really have time to make your lunch, but you need something like now so you're not hangry later and yelling at everybody. So you have something in your system because your body just got done working out and it does need some fuel. Yeah, especially when you're when you're at that point where you have to, if most people aren't going to be here at that level that I'm about to describe, but if you're at this ultra elite level where you have to have a lot of muscle and you have to eat so much to maintain muscle, like Jay Cutler, yeah, you know, or any, any Mr. Olympia type dude, any of those giant men who have to eat so many calories and a large portion has to be from protein... Sometimes you're probably going to need to take a protein shake just to help keep make up some of those extra proteins that you might be missing. Although, uh, Jay Cutler says he only buys chicken and red meat and that's no, all he eats. I'm not calling Jay Cutler a liar in case he's listening to this. He kind of, beat us up. Because he could probably beat me up pretty easily. Even I mean, if you're, he, but he, he, did, he did stuff. You know, say, they, we, know, hard, we know like, they did stuff. Like I said, any bodybuilder that tells you they don't take some type of supplement, I'm not saying bodybuilders are on steroids because I have met some natural bodybuilders that are huge. But they're taking something, some protein, some creatine, something to get that edge. I'm not down-talking any, any you know, bodybuilder or anything yeah, because no, I mean, when I, I get to that point, I'm going to do it too. Mm. I, I will say that like as far as, as far as creatine, it's the most, if not the most, one of the most well-researched supplements out there yeah. it's not gonna do much to you the most it'll do as far as side effects is it's gonna make your your Stone insights cut. hurt yeah you're, gonna you're not cut. gonna feel too great yeah like you I know said. And, uh, but that'll be from from you taking too much powder of anything right yeah, like so it's I said, not just control how many how much you take in you'll be fine then, if you do creatine you can't od on creatine yeah like i said you can't and to pick you go back to what you're saying because i got interrupted by a text message that i kind of my maid was trying to get a hold of me so oh you got a maid Ooh, we're so fancy not to brag, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like Arnold Schwarzenegger back in his day, back in the day, you know, Lou Ferrigno, uh, Jay Cutler, Ben Coleman, they might not admit it when they're bodybuilding. But later on down the line, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was running for governor of California, he admitted to using steroids because he did. And I'm not, and, and Mr. Schwarzenegger, if you somehow hear this, I apologize if that makes you upset. Please don't terminate me. But you are still an inspiration because he made bodybuilding popular. So, but I'm not saying that it's not possible because I've met guys that bodybuilding don't use steroids. I've met bodybuilders that all they use is creatine and protein. So, I mean, a lot. Some of it is also your genetics. Some people. Oh yeah, dude. Like, like those guys, those those elite powerlifters that are like in the light class but are still super strong. Yeah. So there's this whole thing, um, and I'm not going to get too much into it because I, I don't even understand all the finer points of it just because there's so many. But like just where your ligaments are, right? Yeah. Like just where the connections uh, of where those things go together as far as your bone yeah. to ligament. If they're just a centimeter lower or higher depending on, on which area, the amount of torque production can be multiplied by 50% or more. Yeah. And so like it literally like – just your strength alone, not to mention like the things like your size, your, your ability yeah. to recover, your your ability to to um, because not some, prevent but but um, withstand injury. Yeah, 
all that can just be genetic. Sometimes it's just not fair. Sometimes you won't be as strong as your friend. Yeah. But you got to just try your best. And, like and then said, supplements can maybe help a little bit, but don't. Yeah, like I it's said, not like, all supplements. And there's a whole side of bodybuilding that is strictly steroid free. Like they test for it. The competitions are just strictly, you know, um, steroid free. And they don't use supplements. And they don't, the supplements they are using, at most, are using creatine and protein. So, and they're just dedicated to the gym and they're dedicated to lifting weights and they're dedicated to having a proper diet. And, but I'm not going to say that like, if we're going to consider, um, things that are supplements that aren't like food, food, right. You got you got to include caffeine in there. Yeah. Right. Like I said, I know you don't take pre-workout, but yeah. But caffeine is still an energy thing. It's still a type of supplement. That's why I said when it comes to pre-workouts, I consider caffeine and B12 a pre-workout. I take it before my workout to give me a little bit of energy so I can work through my workout. I'm not going to go buy a bunch of no explode and take seven scoops of it because I'm just going to shit. <laughs> Let's be real. So everything's up to you. Some people get great results using pre-workout and they need it because they just do. They There's like this to one kid and you said some people need it. There's this one kid at the gym and I, I talked him down. He was, he, was up to, he was up to 600 milligrams of caffeine a day Yeah. from all the pre-workout. He would take more than you know one scoop and whatever. Like, the average person is, like, feeling the over effects at 400, you know? And this kid was doing six. So... You're going to die. Yeah. You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a heart attack. And that's another thing. If you take too much of a certain supplement, it can cause physical problems. Yeah. It'll even... If you read them, they'll even tell you. That's another thing. you got to read labels. You can't just buy shit. You know, don't just... There's a a big thing, too, right? Make sure when you're looking, especially at pre-workouts or some of those... More even some of them on purpose put stuff in there to counteract each other, so you take more of it and have to buy more. So it's like yeah, like some some of the they're not and remember they're not FDA regulated. Yeah, a lot of the stuff is FDA regulated. Yeah, so well, some of them are. Some of them are, yeah. But for the most, like testosterone stuff, depending on how you're getting it, yes, yes. But But like pre-workout stuff is not, and most of the stuff at GNC is not, and it's just. They're just trying to make your money. Now, some of them are third-party tested, right? Some of them yeah. you, you can't. Like they're they're going like, to cost a bit more, yeah, right? Like but Twin you Lab actually it. does testing to make sure their stuff works. Or yeah. they did back in the day. I don't know if they still do. But they would actually say, hey, here's our website. You can go see the results. Yeah. And I used to do that. I'm talking, this is a dinosaur talk. And now that was like early 2000s time period, you know, 2000s to 2010. I don't even know if... Twin- oh, don't, don't, don't uh, let me forget. Before you leave, I'll get your cane from the car. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, um, I will outrun half those kids at the gym. <laughs> Let's be real. I run circles around kids half my age for funsies. Let's be real. Um, with all my injuries. And I'll put money on that if anyone wants to go toe-to-toe in the gym. Oh, shit. Let's look for some, some young kids. that will we'll do, do my video. workout? Let's see how bad you hate your life. We'll, 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 we'll start doing videos like that. Well, we uh, try to. Like uh, I said, well, we talked about doing videos. I'm all about doing workout videos to show people proper right. form and like some people that talk trash about a specific workout. Okay, well, let's do it and see what's going on. I'm all about that. Like I said, that'd be fun. Yeah, like I said, I I don't have a life. I'm a single dad. Oh, uh, we could do videos where we take pre-workouts and see how our workout goes afterwards. And just show us at the fucking stall in the bathroom. Just in, to an immediate. That, that that did not work out. Nope. <laughs> God. Oh God! No, that was a bad. That was a bad supplement. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm down for try just about anyone. Like anyone wants to work out with me, I'll never tell someone they can't work out. I mean, friend wants to try out my gym, I'll let them use my membership for a week with me, regardless of how 
some people might feel about that because trying to be a personal trainer, being committed to fitness, I'm never going to tell someone, yeah, you can't go to the gym with me, especially if we're just friends. Yeah. So, um, right environment, right supplements, dedication, those are all the big things you really need. Like I said, the gym that you work at and I work out at has a good group of people overall to go. There's a couple of people I want to smack in the mouth every time they start talking. But you're going to have that anywhere you go. Yeah, you have some that people, at work. You have that yeah, at, like I said, in, in your family some even. Some people might like going to LA Fitness and having their Chick-fil-A donuts and pizza. Cool. That's you. That's what you like. It makes you feel comfortable. I think you mean Planet Fitness? Oh, I'm trying not to like use real names here. Oh, no. I'm, I'm calling out Planet Fitness. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck those guys. Anyways. Um, wow, whoa, 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 whoa. Chill out. You, I already used the one, the one swear word. You use your one swear word. I, I, I think it's one per movie. I don't think you get... <laughs> we'll, we'll Google it later. All right, we'll figure that out. Or can we say Google it? I don't know if we can say Google it. We'll Google it. Google. We can use Google. We can say Google. I guess. I don't know. If you get it's not, well, it's your show, so you're getting sued, not me. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I I ain't worth nothing, so they assume me. I'm picking debt. They can have some of my debt. <laughs> <laughs> oh fudge. <laughs> All right, sorry guys, I killed Antonio. Oh dead. So you started uh, working on trying to get your personal training certificate, um, and kind of like. Will you just tell why you decided to do that? What, what, maybe something that surprised you in it? Um, I felt there was a couple contradictions that kind of surprised me. Like, um, never endorse supplements, but then we got a whole chapter on properly telling people how to take supplements. So that I kind of surprised. There was a couple of exercises that I didn't realize I was doing the wrong way that I was. Like so, what? um, God, now you put me on, like, wall, like, Wall sl- ball slams and stuff like that, medicine ball workouts. Um, but then again, you know, when I had all that loose skin, I really wasn't concerned with my abs either. So, like, yeah. if you can't show it, you do just enough where it helps your compound lifts and call it a day. But now that, like, you still got the flat stomach after the surgery, and I'm getting to a point where if I lose a couple more pounds, I have a chance of showing my abs, and yeah, there's going to be more dedication to the ab workouts. So those are things like that, and... Um, like I said, and why did I start doing? Well, I started out back on my fitness journey. I never really left fitness. I just kind of took a hiatus because I was forced to. And I think because I've learned how to work around so many injuries and now forcing myself to learn by talking to you and other personal trainers and doing my own research on the web and then doing proper research where I'm reading the exercises and trying to figure out the right way, watching videos. It's something that I overall enjoy, and like I said, I might not actually ever use it for money, but now I have the personal knowledge that I can use to improve myself. So when I see that young buck kid that, you know, 16, just learning how to do the bench press, I can correct him properly. Because I hate, because there's nothing worse being at the gym and watching the gym bro who doesn't lift properly, trying to teach the young kid how to lift, but he's doing the lift wrong. So now you got two guys doing the lift wrong instead of one, and this dude who had, can't figure out why his shoulder's bothering him because he's trying to bench 225 and he's doing improper form is now showing this young kid that can barely do the bar in proper form. So he's going to think, oh, I'm getting stronger with weight. you know. So I think it's more of a courtesy of a, I'm the guy that learned how to work out through injuries, and I know what to do to make me work that muscle that was injured so I can still get results while not antagonizing the injury. So I learned how to do that. I have a pretty good story to back it up, so people will hopefully listen and get inspired. And like I said, 
if you're good at something, try to get paid for it. Yeah, try like to get I said, paid for and it. I enjoy working out, and like I said, I work in the schools, so I have extra time over spring break and summer break where I kind of need something to fill that gap. There's a good way to fill that gap, either if it's personal on, personal online training, working at one of the gyms, or just leaving a flyer at my community gym for people to use that can't afford the $45, $50 personal training sessions at some of these gyms, LA Fitness, and, um, you know, that really they're, most of the money, unfortunately, doesn't go towards you. It goes towards these big-name gyms, which is kind of BS. Um, I really feel like a lot of the personal trainers do get screwed when they work out at, like, Bailey's Powerhouse or Gold's Gym or LA Fitness. Let me pick those names up real quick. Hold on. Yeah. Um, that Where you're paying, like, $75 a session, but the personal trainer gets, like, $20 for that session. The rest goes to the gym. It already has 1,000 members, which half of which probably don't even show up. Yeah. So... For me, maybe doing it as like a side gig where I help out people and charge them less to give them the same information. Like a lot of personal trainers have started doing Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and even those dinosaurs that have Facebook and maybe one or two of you grandparents that have a MySpace. <laughs> MySpace was sweet. Well, take it back. Um, so you said you, you learned maybe a couple of things about how to do some other exercises the, yeah. uh, the right way or a better way. Yeah. Um, but then also you've... You mentioned this, and I just want to touch on it. Like, even though like you're learning these things, you're still also talking to other people. Yeah. And maybe even still learning something, because I find that to be the case. Like, because well, believe it or not, the old guy at the gym that weighs three hundred pounds, that guy could have been a bodybuilder at one point, so he might have good information old school to give you. There's a lot of old school workouts that, like I said, if you just do the deadlift, the bench, and the squat, and you're doing that properly, and you're constantly doing it three times a week. You're going to get big. You can get big off of the big three. Throw some pull-ups in there. Like, you can get big just off of that. So, yeah. like, and you never know. Even you. You talk to the other personal trainers at the gym and are, like, you've even asked me on stuff mm. in the past. Like, hey, why are you doing that? Oh, this is why I'm doing it, Antonio. Like, oh, I never thought of that. Because different minds think differently. You come up with new ideas. You spread the idea. And then it improves the fitness community as a whole. As long as you're doing it right. As long as you're doing it right. Right. Definitely, um, and sometimes when I ask you or I ask anybody else like what they're doing, I'll literally go back to the desk and just start looking things up and seeing what I can find out about it. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, ooh, maybe it's a, a concept I never even thought to look at yeah, before. Like those. Or maybe it's, maybe it's not jiving with me right, but maybe I'm not understanding something. Yeah. Right? And it could be that I'm right, right? But if you just assume you're watching anybody work out that what they're doing is wrong... You might be missing on an opportunity to make yourself better. Yeah, like I said, and like, and like I said, I get a lot of my stuff from doing my own research. And like I said, a big advantage nowadays that a lot of like we didn't have growing up. Because I mean, you're younger than me, but like I yeah, said, yeah, when you lumped me in earlier and you said, "Oh, people from our generation, our generation, <laughs> bro." Okay, well, you're younger than me, but you're still in that, you know that. Area where like we're considered older to the younger kids. Oh, okay. but Gosh, like I said, well, don't tell that. Okay, well I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, buddy. Not really sorry, not sorry. Yeah, but, no, um, no, don't be sorry. Well, let's be real. Sorry. With YouTube and the internet, the way it is now, and all these different websites and these different social medias, the information to get the right information is way more credible. Like when I started working out, the internet was in its infancy. I didn't have a computer till I almost graduated high school in two thousand and. 
So I graduated high school in 2003. We didn't get a computer till I was like a sophomore in high school because, well, they were trying to teach us how to use the internet and I had to do research on my off time. So we had to get a computer because dad didn't want to drive me to and from the local <laughs> yeah. library to do my research. He'd rather me just come home, do my homework, get out. So we got that good old Windows 95. And and that's where you're getting your your, uh, yeah. your certificate now. You're doing it online. Yeah, I'm doing it online. Yeah. And like I said, and you can do certificates and you do college. Stuff you could never do even 10 years ago are so much easier now. And the information's so much better out there. Like I said, like YouTube revolutionized being able to work out because you can actually look up an exercise for back when I was a whippers young whippersnapper. That that makes make me want to say something here. Um, oh god. When you're looking, hold on, it's not crazy. I mean it it could be, I guess. I don't I don't see how this anyway. Look, <laughs> when you when you're looking up anything, whether you whatever platform you're using, if you're just literally looking up studies, you're going to YouTube, TikTok, whatever, just make sure that you're always looking up very, like different sources, not just one source. Don't just take yeah. one source well, yeah. as the. Because there's all more than all. one way to do a squat. Believe there's it. There's more not. than one way to do a squat, but and also depending on how you do it, it will determine what it does to you as yeah. physically. Front so, squats, like, back squats, squats, low bar, high, high bar, bar. Yeah, and you know, safety bar. But then also, like, also, someone might be more subjective than they're willing to let on, like, or anecdotal, like, oh, this works perfect. But it yeah, also doesn't you. tell you it's going to fuck up your lower back either. Right. Or it might work perfect for them because they have wider hips or narrower hips. Yeah, or like their genetic or this, well, let's be real, even though men can do them, like good girl, bad girls, those are exercises more geared towards women. But it has benefits for a male as well because you're hitting those same areas. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just looking things up. Always, you know, be willing to do yeah. additional, and double check anything that you think is right. At any point, like yeah, look somebody, it up on more than one. Look up more than one. How many times has science been updated? Just this year. Just this year, and you find out that something that you thought was right for like four, well, five, I mean, six years. Just a good example. Eggs are healthy. Eggs are bad. Eggs are healthy. Eggs are bad. Eat the yolk. Don't eat the yolk. Eat the yolk. Don't eat the yolk. Yeah. Eat the whites. Eat the whole thing. Hard boil it. Do it over easy. Eat it raw. This research is constant. Don't eat raw eggs, by the way. It's a horrible yeah, idea. Don't you just do gonna get sick. That was like an old thing from the eighties. Sylvester Stallone made it look cool and rocky once, and everyone tried it, and they thought they were getting, they were losing all this weight. They're really just giving themselves, you know, <laughs> gastro. Up. <laughs> they're just throwing up and giving themselves gastro. You're, um, you're losing weight because you're not keeping anything down. Down. So, which I guess that works. So <laughs> That's gonna, one way. I wouldn't recommend that. Screw it. Let's um, just get an intestinal parasite. Be done with it. I mean. I've been pretty getting pretty good results on my weight loss. If you want to go ahead, but you <laughs> have a six pack, so I wouldn't really worry about it if I yeah, was. Yeah, no, no. But um, so but I digress. Like I said, I'm a dinosaur. Back in the day, all we had was magazines and the local gym bro and the local personal trainer, who were if they weren't properly trained, didn't have a good. You could be a personal trainer, and because you didn't know, you knew what you were doing, but you didn't know you were doing it right. Could be teaching dozens of people to deadlift wrong. Because if you do deadlift wrong, that's probably deadlift and squat. If you do those two exercises wrong, you can get really hurt. Oh, yeah. I mean, depending on what happened to squat, hit your neck the right way, you can die. Yeah. Well, uh, even even the freaking bench press, like, yeah, you can okay. do that wrong. I, I will say, like, the, the level of injury might be different, right? If you mess up your shoulder for life, at least you can still walk. But imagine yeah. not being able to stand up. Yeah, like if you throw out a you throw a disc out in your back, I've had that happen because of my military life, 
And that takes a lot to get fixed, if you ever can. You just got Luckily, I found the right chiropractor and he fixed it. So, like I said, when I was in the, a young buck in the game, we had our coaches from high school teaching us how to do a bench squat and deadlift, and they weren't really teaching us right. Sorry, coach. My apologies. Not really, though. Um, Eat shit, coach. Darn whoa, it. whoa, no, whoa. Man. He was a good guy. Hold on, man. <laughs> I've already hit our quota, so I think you might want to relax there. No. But, like, like I said, just where it is now in the fitness community, even though it's so shunned on with this toxic masculinity and body shaming and all that dumb stuff that people just let happen and you really should be telling these people to shut their mouths and go away and you let them get in your head we uh should be i was going somewhere with this and i lost my train of thought because my phone did a thing thing but yeah. like i said there's so much more information that you can see the right way versus when like i was coming up in weight training in the early 2000s late 90s when I was first learning how, and I was powerlifting for competition, and when I first joined the Navy in 2004, and I was doing strongman competitions, I was doing powerlifting competitions for extra cash here and there, and just for something to do to get out of work. Because, you know, who wants to go to work on a Friday when they can go do squats three times and be like, oh yeah, it took all day, Chief. Yeah. So, by the way, Chief, that's where I was most Fridays. I was actually after my two competition lifts, I left and went and did something else. <laughs> anyways don't tell but don't tell don't tell chief or gunny um but anyways so i digress some more it's just that the information nowadays is i wish i had when i was a kid you know what i mean because a i wouldn't have some of the injuries i may have never received and b you know coach didn't know best he was just trying to keep the lift as heavy as possible to get picked up by football scouts and wrestling scouts you know what i mean so it's like the fitness community has improved so much for the better and so much in like the way things are can be done that there really isn't that much of a reason unless you're just ignorant and you're going to do something the right way because you can look it up. If you're not squatting right, you can look up three or four different like trainers online and find the right way to do a squat. And like, well, these three are doing it the right way. And this knucklehead has like the squat bar all the way down in his shoulders. I'm surprised it's not falling. You know what I mean? Like, and I just like using squat as an example because that's one of my, yeah. Favorite exercise. It's one of your favorite ones, yeah. Yeah, it's one of my faves. So, you know, uh, just working out in general has improved so much over the last, since I've been a young buck, to what it is today, to where just because I'm able to pay attention and look it up and do it the right way that, even if I knew what that exercise was back in 2001, I know that just showed my age, um, I wasn't doing it right. I knew it worked, but I wasn't getting that muscle properly because I wasn't doing it right. And it's just having someone not just tell you what the exercise is, but showing you the proper way and looking it up yourself is something you couldn't do 10, 15 years ago, really, because everyone knew what a lat pull was. Yeah. Everyone knew what a pull-up was. Everyone knew what a bench press was. Everyone knew what deadlift was. But knowing what it is and knowing how to do it are two totally different things. And the fitness community has changed so much for the better in that regard that – in just my personal opinion, if you do the research and you take that 20 minutes, I mean, let's be real, who doesn't have a smartphone for the most part, you can sit there while you're in the bathroom and you can look up these exercises. I mean, or, you know, you're watching. I think it's good that you want to be a trainer, right? Or at least yeah. that you're getting your certificate because that's really something that the fitness industry is going to just get better from is having people that legitimately care about the quality of what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Anyone, anyone can go and get a certificate. I honestly, like I, I hate to say that cause it's like, it's my job, but like 
<laughs> anyway. If y'all didn't know, he rolled his eyes really hard on that one. Yeah, my, I, I threw, felt the eye roll. I threw out my neck doing that. Oh. Um, anyone, anyone can really like, as long as you know how to kind of study and answer the answer questions. If you know how to take a test, you could get the certificate, right? Yeah. Probably wouldn't be so that hard. But you're not just you don't know everything because you got the certificate. Yeah, right. And then a lot of people don't realize that also. I mean, it's any certification. And I'm not going to hate on my on where I got my certificate from. I'm not going to hate on where you get, you're getting your certificate from yeah. or there's other places that you can get a personal training certificate from. I'm not going to hate on any of those. But just keep in mind that like no matter where you get your info, it's always worth to double check, triple check, and, yeah. and maybe be, be open and to relearning some things and being wrong. you are looking, like I said, there were exercises I knew what they were and I wasn't even aware I was doing them wrong until I started getting back into it and I would look up exercises to build my program. I was like, oh, I wasn't aware I was supposed to put my elbow at a 15 degree angle while doing that lat pull to get more pull on my shoulders and now I feel it. Yeah, like you, like you said, um, or grab, when, grab, grab the bar like you're riding a motorcycle. Or a motorcycle when you're doing bench right? press. I, I, always, I always heard turn and try and bend the bar, yeah, right? And, but you, that's a, that's, you said that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's exactly how it looks. Okay, yeah. fair. Like I said, and everybody says stuff different like, the only negative I feel, honestly, to the workout community is like there's so many different names for exercises. We could be talking about something and not even realize we're talking about the same thing. You know, like I said, reverse curl skull crushers. I mean, it's just different names. You know what I mean? And Yeah. And then it's also like just figuring out how a rope versus a bar can change how you hit a certain muscle and doing it the right way. I can never emphasize how much doing the right way because if you get that major injury and then you go right back to doing it the way you're doing before you got injured, you're just going to keep hurting yourself and you're unfortunately wasting time. And just with the way the fitness community has gone from when I was a kid and I first got and I stumbled into a weight room one day and I magically found out how much control I had over my body and that was the hardest thing when I had all these surgeries was like I saw my body going to crap, I remembered how I used to look. And it was really depressing and just never really, I mean, I was never like the most fit dude, especially when I was first had my kid and I was married and keyword was ladies. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, you know, hey, you know. So, uh, like I said, you got to cut out everything toxic in your life and that's what I did. Oof, oof. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. Well, James, I just, <laughs> on that note. Um, thanks for, uh, doing this, you know, client interview with me and letting people yeah, know like like, said, where your fitness I'm, journey has taken you. And, and I hope you have me back. And like I said, if you want to do, we can try oh, yeah, out different we should. exercises. We should. And like I said, we, we absolutely like should. I've, Especially I've, when you're, when you're at a hundred percent, we can mess around a little yeah, bit more with different. I don't know if I'll ever be a hundred percent again, but. Well, when, but when, when mean, at least you're done with the whole, whole skin surgery. Removal, high, yes. Yeah. Well, that's not that far away. We can like put, yeah, we can push it as hard as you, you can safely Physically push it before something. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm all about that. Like I said, I'd love to. So I don't know if you've listened to this before, but I've recently changed it to anyone can attain fitness. Mm -hmm. And I am going to call anyone who listens to my podcast attainers. Attainers? Attainers. They're attaining fitness. Sounds like you're a parole officer, but okay. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm not going to tell you to live your life. I'm just throwing my two cents. I'm I'm living my life how I need to live it. I mean, Um, just trying to make the world a little bit better. Like I said, if one person hears this story and that motivates them to go to the gym, I feel I've done my part. Yeah, yeah. Like no, I, said, I mean that's how I feel. It's like I don't. As long I don't know as I can how many help people on average people. listen to your podcast, but like I said, it's. I need to advertise more. It's not a lot yet, but but if anyone that does get a help, even if it's just from one episode, I do feel pretty good about. Yeah, myself. like I said, one yeah. person gets motivated to make their life 
overall better. The right way. The right way. Yes. Not cheating. Actually doing the exercises and working out and all that fun stuff. Yep. Um, How long? That's one more thing. How long did it take you? You think from from when you really got buckled down to get to where you're at now? I would say I started getting my best results in summer 2022. Was when I re- like after I did that micro micro count my macro. You started counting your macros. And that's when, and then I discovered this style of working out where I could still build muscle, but it's an endurance workout. And I feel like from then to like just before my last surgery, when I had the most about myself, a year. So that year period, I mean, I, that I was. I mean, you were losing weight before, forward, but that was because I was no longer dormant and I was doing exercises I hadn't. Then I started doing exercises I hadn't done in such a long time. But then you know, hit that wall and cap- calories wasn't doing it, so I adjusted my macros and. There you go. The fat started melting off and the muscle started building and, you know. So you can see, so this is just for everybody. Anyone can attain fitness. In a, if you do everything right in a year's time, you will see major changes. Like I, yeah, like I said. I, I Some think, people will see it faster and you haven't been working out for just a year, but like but, when you got, when you got some things right, all of a sudden you start noticing big differences. Big differences. Like it was a snap of a finger. Like, you know, like I said, at the beginning of that summer, I was probably around 220-ish. By the end of that summer, I was, I lost another 10 pounds, another 3% body fat. And that's another thing. Like, I started checking my body fat regularly. And like I said, now that I'm in that teen range, it feels really good. Yeah. Now I just want to see where I can get. And like I said, I wear muscle, like I said, tank tops now. Uh, I had to go clothes shop. I had to do a revamp of my entire wardrobe literally yesterday. That's, that's the worst problem. That is the worst part, dropping like $400 on clothes. And you know what? I wasn't aware that once you got below 34-inch waist as a male, um, everything became skinny jeans. Yeah. I was like, what is this trash? Like, like You're better off just using a belt. I know, right? And it was like, I mean, well, I can't even go below a 32 because of my... I'm like, I'm a 28 waist right now when I get measured. But because I'm, I got thick thighs, save lives, you know what I mean? Like, I have to... Like, the lowest I can go in the waist is a 32 anyways, so... I need a rhyme for thick glutes. I need a rhyme thick for thick well, glutes. Well, make you have to wear boots. I don't know. That's about no, as close that's as, not. That's not. That's about as close as I'm getting, man. I don't know. Th- like thick glutes, too. Too. No, that's horrible. Uh, that's horrible. No, that's even worse. Yeah, that's no. much worse. I apologize. We're gonna stop while we're behind. All right. We're gonna. Aha! Uh-huh. Nice yeah, one. Like nice that. one. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyone can attain fitness. Uh, I have thick glutes, a 36-inch waist. If anyone wants to get in shape, <laughs> just. <laughs> oh my God. try and get all your info right um you can find me on facebook and instagram as acafpod a-c-a-f-p-o-d and i'll be piggybacking on some of his yeah, stuff J- too james so. will jump on there and like i said and, you know we also you know maybe we need to be with the cool kids and get on tiktok and all that silly stuff and support the local communist party Wow. Okay. Oh, did I say it out loud? That, I'm just, sorry. that just turned political again. That's all right. No, so no, no, remember, no. everybody, uh, thick thighs save lives and uh, thick glutes too, too. <laughs> Stop.